Welcome back to Entertainment Talk. Today I'm here to do another TV season review. This is going to be for the first season of the Marvel MCU Disney Plus TV show called Ms. Marvel. I'm your host Matthew and we're going to start off spoiler free. So if you're worried about any spoilers for any of these six episodes, do not worry because I will get into spoilers later. If you just wanted to check in and see my uh, spoiler free thoughts on the show, you're in the right place. Um, so yeah, Miss Marvel, it just finished, it had its finale today, I just watched the season finale, um, fantastic show, absolutely fantastic show, I thoroughly, thoroughly enjoyed my time with this, um, there's gonna be, for for those of you, (coughs) excuse me, that have seen the show, you're going to want my, uh, because I'm gonna, I'm gonna cover something in a spoiler-free sense and be very vague, and then I'm going to cover it fully in the spoiler section because there's like a big picture thing kind of going on here right there's been a lot of um i would say panic i don't think panic is the right word to use a lot of discussion about um oh what's phase four doing and what's the mcu doing and let's all freak out because what's what's the goal and all this kind of stuff yeah i've been somebody on the other side of the fence very much thinking you know Everybody calm down. It's the MCU. It's Kevin Feige. He... Okay, there's been some mistakes made over the 14 years. But for the most part, the MCU has been a complete raging success. Because I've got in my own mind, right, in terms of... Okay, here's the points that I think Phase (coughs) 4 is going to help us lead to. One of those things... Actually, two of those things... Is introducing new characters, which this show did, and introducing us to younger characters, potentially for a Young Avengers film. We'll see if that's actually the specific thing that happens, but to some form of like bringing in younger characters for the MCU, which is also what this show did, because Kamala Khan uh, is, of course, a young character and a new character. Um, so I'll I'll put a pin in that for a second. Um, in terms of my like general impressions, general thoughts, things like that. Uh, again, I thought this was fantastic. I'd probably give this a ten and a must see. Uh, yet again, the MCU keeps getting those sorts of ratings from me. Not every single time. You know, I have my issues with Moon Knight. We've had our issues with other shows, Falcon and Winter Soldier. Um, we'd never actually re- reviewed Loki, but I had a couple of issues here and there with Loki. You know, it's not it's not all you know perfect 10 out of 10 must see for everything uh but for the most part it has been uh ever since we sort of started rating things in that way with like the phase four stuff but you know i I gave moon knight a don't skip instead of must see so it's not every single it's not like every single mcu property automatically gets a 10 and a must see just because i really like the mcu i had to take a look at things like moon knight and think "Mm, you just kind of missed the mark slightly but you were still great so you got a don't skip but in this situation um very much a a must see and a 10 from me um i think culturally and for representation and for diversity and all those good things um i think this is a very very did i say culturally yeah and culturally a very very important show from all those different all those different angles however you want to sort of phrase that particular uh thing um of course for you know pakistani uh representation i believe she uh, kamala and of course her whole family the khan family 
is the first Pakistani family we've had in the MCU. We've had other characters that, like, you know, they've not all been like Americans, have they? They've not all been British British and American characters. We've had other characters here and there. We've had Moon Knight, who is, of course, different as well. Um, we've had, obviously, other black characters and, and those sorts of things. And, of course, um, Black Panther was a, a huge, huge deal for representation and stuff. And again, you don't want to like wedge that in or force it in, but when you do it in a way that you have done with something like Black Panther or like here with uh, Miss Marvel and you treat it well, because um, some people seem to misunderstand, right? When it comes to diversity representation or whatever word you want to use, it's not just about like, okay, we're going to shove a bunch of like black characters or women or LGBTQ characters in your face. It, it That's not... For, for those that are looking more for representation and diversity, that's not what they want. Um, they don't just want like, oh yeah, cool, 10 new black characters or, or whatever. It's, it's a case of like, okay, can you actually put these characters into this MCU, write them well, make them well-rounded characters, still give them character development, but kind of like... Give, give them something, like, good to do as well. And not just from your main character, but from, of course, in this show, quite a lot of the characters, whether some of them are side characters here. Of course, you've got the Khan family, which is kind of main characters. You've got Kamala as well. And, you know, it, it's not just the case of, okay, shove Kamala into this MCU and then that's good enough. It's like, no, you've got to write well for her. You've got to cast the, the role particularly well, which um, Iman um, Villani, uh was very, very good in this role. I believe there's a bit of a backstory behind that, isn't there? In terms of, um, she was cosplaying when she was younger as uh, Miss Marvel, um, and now she got the role. I mean, that's that's a dream come true, isn't it? You know, you, you you're idolizing this character, kind of like in your younger years. I mean, she's still young anyway, but in your sort of younger years, um, and uh, yeah, it's really really good. So, and that, that's another thing I was thinking of, and this this was specifically in the finale when they sort of round things off a bit more. Um, I was kind of thinking, there's going to be young um, Pakistani women um, who are, uh, you know, brought up in the same background as Kamala and are the same age as uh, and gender as. Uh, as Kamala and are going to look at her and probably think like it, it's it's an inspiring type of thing right I mean I saw this video on <coughs> I think it was Instagram around about episode 3 or 4 when that was coming out and uh, Iman was doing this like very short little like chat interview type thing and they uh, brought some fans in and they were talking to her and she was talking about the opportunity to play Miss Marvel. That that's the stuff that's like out, outside of your general MCU story and whatnot. That's the stuff that's like really really important um, because you know when you've got when you've got a franchise that's been running for fourteen years and you've literally got a multiverse now full of characters. You know it, it makes sense eventually that you'd get to other cultures and you know other uh, parts of representation and different types of people. You know, so I th- I think culturally that was really really good, and uh, just speaking in terms of like, the music stuff and everything in the show on on that angle, um, <coughs> excuse me, there was a uh, I still have a bit of a cough by the way, in case you couldn't tell, um, when they were getting to certain wedding scenes and other scenes related to those like it, it scenes that involved song and dance right, 
and they were playing like the um uh their their type of music and everything i think it's called bollywood type of music uh when when they were playing that and everything and you've got the you know the beats and the dancing and the song and everything made me feel really good to watch that um I've never particularly been to a party like that before. I'd love to go and, you know, get get involved culturally and stuff and that stuff's really, really cool. But no, it brought it brought a smile to my face because how we should all look at that is of course the people that grew up with that and are born into that type of background, um <coughs> they will already be kind of enjoying that music, but then, you know, I'd grown up in that culture because I was born into a white london british family um it's it's good to see different stuff like that on tv i think it's i think it's important definitely so that was uh and they did a few di- little different dance scenes they were really well choreographed and y- you got so much sort of like it, it gave the show an extra layer of kind of personality and spirit and kind of happiness as well um and uh, I, I, I really enjoyed it from a cultural aspect. I think it was both great from that aspect and also really, really important as well. So, because you also, again, when you're writing for characters like these, you've got to get that stuff right. Otherwise, you are doing what's called misrepresentation, which is where you aren't doing things properly or you lean into too many tropes or, you know, there's there's ways that that can go wrong. And I think this show did that very, very well. Did that very well indeed. Um, to talk vaguely about, so those are my kind of like general overall impressions, I suppose. Uh, pacing was great, six episodes, didn't need any more than that. Um, <coughs> I think when you get to, when I got to the end of episode six, and obviously we already know she's going to be in uh, The Marvels, which I think is Monica Rambo, Miss Marvel and Captain Marvel. I think those are the three characters that are involved in that film. We already know that, like, she's being set up as a character, as a brand new character in this TV show, so that she can be moved over to that film, and she can interact with the other uh, Marvel, well, Marvel's um, characters and that, so uh, that's really, really good. Um, but no, yeah, it got, the end, got to the end of the six episodes, and I thought, good, you, you did the job that you basically set out to do. It didn't need to be any less episodes, I guess you could have put two or three more in I suppose if you really wanted like eight or closer to ten or something I guess you could have done that um but yeah we'll we'll see her again you know that's that's what some people don't really to comment on something else quickly as well there's been a few complaints about like oh Moon Knight was only six episodes we need to see more and Miss Marvel's only six episodes we need to see more the way that you're supposed to look at the MCU, at least in my opinion, is... Okay, Miss Marvel, six episodes, done. Will we get a second season? We don't know. But... <coughs> it, she, um... Her TV show... Is not some separate thing that's just finished now. You know? The, M- the MCU... You have to look at the MCU as an overall series, I think. That is split up... Between okay, a film here, TV show there. These characters can pop. These characters can pop up here, there, and everywhere. So the the idea of kind of getting annoyed of like, oh, we no, we won't see more Miss Marvel. We will, we we will see more of her. We don't know if it will only be in the Marvels film or another film later or um, a season two. We, we don't know, but we know we'll see her again. Again, uh, we'll see some of these other characters again. I mean, when they did Falcon and Winter Soldier, 
that was what six or nine episodes or something we know we've got captain america 4 coming out it's i'm surprised people are so kind of confused by that still of like that's literally why at some of the end of these films you you get the title bit of like thor will come back again or miss marvel will return or, or whatever you know um it's an ongoing instead of it being an ongoing series in terms of like okay give miss marvel five seasons of 10 episodes it's she'll pop up in this film and in this show and in this whatever but we know that the next checkpoint for her is the marvel's film which we knew before the show even started so anyway um right let's tackle this in a very vague way So, the thing that happens in the show, not even going to say which episode, I'm not going to say anything else about it, is a massive monumental piece of development for the MCU, and was I, I was hearing some bits and pieces, say let's say recently, about... Um, this kind of happening. And I was like oh interesting. We'll see how that sort of plays out. And then you see how it plays out in this episode. I was like oh wow okay. You're, you're like doing that. With it. Um, I thought it was. Uh, a, ni- a nice surprise. Because even though I had heard some vague stuff about the thing. Um, I still was like oh, okay that sounds kind of interesting. Um, I didn't really have any context to it either. I sort of heard a few things. I was like, okay, I have no idea how that's going to, like, what that means. Um, well, I had a hint of, like, what it would mean, but didn't know, like, how it would, like, work. I had no context as to how it would work its way into the show. So, that was really, really good. Um, what, uh, what else do I want to talk about? Yeah, pacing great, structure. I don't remember having any structural problems for the season. Um, it was short, sweet, to the point. Um, didn't need 13 episodes or 23 episodes or anything like that. Um, like I said, culturally very, very important show. Um, outside of the cultural relevance, I still thought it was an excellent show. This was an excellent show from several standpoints. It was an excellent character development show. It was an excellent cultural show. It was an excellent MCU show. And it was also just in general a very, very good show. So, um, and putting all those things together, guess what? It's a very, very good show. So, uh, that is mostly um, family here is really great. I I found them to have uh, really cool personalities. Um, And I do know people in my life that are... um, Pakistani and they're all quite fun nice people um personalities are really really fun um yeah they're great they're great people there's nothing else to say about that but they're they're really great people how they're represented here I think is really really good um and yeah they're fun cool great people so I I like them it's really really good um even as far as like because sometimes with a teenage show like this because she's a teenager of course Kamala and you have like the mother and father and they're sort of like okay are they going to be overbearing and all this sort of stuff um no i found them to be i mean obviously they've got like their parental concerns you should have if you have a what 15 16 whatever 
I don't know how old specifically Kamala's supposed to be, but like a high school teenager, essentially. Um, teenagers get up to things, don't they? Um, and they have, of course, their concerns about that. So when those sort of situations played out, they made sense as well. Um, and there's a particular scene in the first, is it the first episode? I think the first or the second episode, where Kamala's trying to do something... And they tell her, like, no, we're too concerned about, like, safety and that sort of stuff, right? Then she sort of gets a bit annoyed by it. And then they try to come up with a somewhat of a solution. And it's quite, it's a really, really nice second. And then we'll get into housekeeping and then uh we're gonna get into spoilers but if you're worried about spoilers you don't need to leave right now still got a few things to get through but i will give you a clear spoiler warning um probably a spoiler warning that's too long but i'd rather give a spoiler warning that's too long than too short right so stick around for now i'll give you a very clear spoiler warning here in a few minutes uh so stick around all right speaking of um ads and things like that uh manscaped of course we are currently sponsored by them i was trying to do a better segue it didn't really work but anyway we're sponsored by manscaped at the moment they're of course a men's grooming service you can buy various different male grooming uh products from them to take care of your uh, grooming needs uh they've got lots of different options and packages and different items and things uh they've got different razors different shavers different deodorants ear and nose hair trimmers um all sorts of different things you can get different like kits and set like sets of things as well so like an actual like uh, set of different items and things um they've got different ones of those so you can have a browse of those you can also buy individual items if you only sort of need one or two things um so if you'd like to have a look on manscaped's website for yourself you you don't even need to type in manscaped uh also uh you if you look in the link in your show notes so if you scroll down slightly you'll see a link a link sorry over to manscapes website you click on that that will take you over there you don't even need to type anything in um and that will take you over there you can have a look for yourself on their products i just mentioned a few of them but of course you can have a browse for yourself and if you're thinking oh i'm gonna have to pay for shipping i'm gonna have to pay loads of money for all, all the cost of the items we've got a good uh got a good news for you we've got the deal of course with manscaped at the moment you can use the promo code etalkuk that's e-t-a-l-k uk that will give you 20 percent off your order and that nice free shipping cost as well. So consider uh, doing uh, typing in that. So when you get to your checkout in your promo code box, just put in etalkuk, E-T-A-L-K-U-K, to get 20% off and free shipping with Manscaped. Because when you when you press that apply, if you're living in the UK, it's a bit hot. If you want to get yourself freshened up for the summer, because we're basically here now, uh, you can use, of course, the promo code etalkuk, 20% off, and uh, maybe... Manscaped 20% off eTalk UK, E T A L K UK, for that 20% off and free shipping. Thanks to Manscaped for sponsoring Entertainment Talks podcasts, and thank you very much for listening. Hi there, if you're looking to get started with a website of your own and a domain name, we've got good news for you. With our affiliate link with Kualu, you can click on that link which is in your show notes, which is for our affiliate link. You can go over to Kualu to get started with your website and domain name today. They've also got a very handy chat support system which is usually in the bottom right hand corner to send messages back and forth to koalu if you'd like to ask them for help to get started with your domain name and website today so that's koalu and you can use them to get started with your website and domain name today thank you very much to koalu for this affiliate link
Hi there, if you'd like to get rid of the ads in Entertainment Talks podcasts and listen to the ad-free versions of our episodes, we've got good news for you there as well. You can subscribe to Entertainment Talk at either the $5 level tier or $10 level tier. The $5 level tier will get you access to all of Entertainment Talk's previous ad-free podcasts and the future ad-free podcasts that we make in the month that you're subscribed for. If you also subscribe to us at the $10 level tier, that will get you that benefit that I've just mentioned. And it'll also grant you access to request a review for two episodes of a TV show and a general discussion on that show. Or a film review of your choice so if you if there's a tv show out there or a film that we've not covered perhaps and you'd like our opinion on it we can watch two episodes of that tv show or film review so it's one of either of those per month of course if you continue subscribing each month you can pick a tv show then a film the next month and so on and so forth this is a great way to support entertainment talk get your ad-free podcasts and also get some reviews of your choice thank you very much for supporting us and thank you for listening back to the show Alright, recently on Entertainment Talk, uh, David's not back from holiday yet, so I did the uh, Better Call Soul return episode as a solo episode. That's season 6, episode 8, Better Call Soul is now, after that episode, got 5 left, so 6 return episodes. We've already had the first of the 6, uh, so the countdown is on, the 6 episodes that are counting down until the series is finished. There's now 5 of them left, I covered season 6, episode 8, so if you're wondering about our Better Call Soul coverage, that episode, that podcast is out, and you can go and listen to that. Uh, David's also not back yet for the Westworld coverage He'll be back soon like we said uh, That's season 4 episode 3 at the moment So we're also ha- almost halfway through the season currently uh, So that is that for Westworld It's been renewed for a 4th Has it been renewed for a 4th season? I think it's going to get renewed for a 4th season So uh, anyway, se- f- season 4 episode 3 Um our podcast is out for that as well. Over on the Gaming Talk podcast this week, we talked about God of War, but in a better light than we did before. Uh, it's got a release date now, which is what we mainly talked about, and the fact that it's on PS4 and PS5. Rockstar gave an update, not the greatest of updates, but somewhat of an update, is, which is good, I suppose, about the future of Grand Theft Auto and Red Dead Redemption games. Uh, Forspoken got delayed as well, which I was a bit disappointed by. And Unreal Engine 5, there was some news regarding that because the Matrix Awakens demo uh, on the PlayStation Store has now been delisted. So we talked about all of that. Uh, Speaking of Marvel, which is kind of what you've been here for, uh, I went to see Thor Love and Thunder and I really, 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 really enjoyed it. Gave it a must-see rating, one of the higher must-see ratings I've done. Uh, Again, spoiler-free first off, so if you've not got out to see Thor Love and Thunder yet, or if you're waiting for it to hit hit, uh, Disney+, Plus, you can still listen to the first half of that podcast because the first half is spoiler-free. Uh, Star Trek Discovery, I finished the fourth season. It got added to Paramount Plus because Paramount Plus recently launched... Here in the UK. Uh, So that's Discovering Star Trek. That's a full spoilers podcast by the way. Because it's a dedicated Star Trek podcast. So Discovering Star Trek. For Star Trek Discovery Season 4. Man vs. B came out. That is Rowan Atkinson going back to doing what he's good at doing. Which is good comedy stuff. It's called Man vs. B. It's the first season. Kind of as a very short uh, little show season sort of thing uh, gave that a must-see rating uh, a lot more depth in there than what you might expect again first half of that one is spoiler free as well just in case any of you are wondering about spoilers for our episodes at the top of the website there is a tab called spoiler policy if you click on that what i might try and do actually is start putting it start putting a link to that in our 
actual episodes and say like hey if you're wondering if there's spoilers in this episode here's a sort of guide because yeah people might still not know but anyway uh there's a spoiler policy on the website if you click on it it will give you a guide as to which episodes do and don't have spoilers so there we go uh the boys is uh not still continuing well it's going to continue at some point but it's finished for season three season three episode eight is the newest one for that it will be back for the fourth season uh so that's all of that uh and we did a uh, superman and lois a cw superhero superman and lois podcast wrap up we won't be back for a third season if there actually is one um so we wrapped up the podcast after the two seasons and that's everything we've been doing recently on entertainmenttalk.org and on podcast platforms i'm now going to go into i'm now going to go into spoilers i'm going to give you a long ish um clear warning about spoilers because there's some pretty big spoilery stuff to talk about um so if you haven't seen all six episodes of miss marvel including the post credit scene there is also a post credit scene i think there's a few throughout the season but there's specifically a big one um in the sixth episode the big post credit scene so uh if you don't want to be spoiled on any of that now is the time when you need to leave um i don't want you to go away but if you need to leave um because you don't want to be spoiled now is the time to do that so you can of course go and listen to one of our other podcasts there's quite a few of them on the site you can go listen to some music you can listen to some asmr or you can go and watch miss marvel if you're behind on it or whatever the case may be Uh, so press pause mute back home page take your earphones out whatever because i don't know what you might be up to right now um so i'm gonna go into spoilers now so last chance to leave i'm going into spoilers now um so she is a mutant yeah um so the the things i'd heard and when i said by the way i had to tell a little bit of a lie in the spoiler section when i was saying about oh, i'd heard some stuff recently about the thing yeah all of those things that i heard were from today <laughs> but i had to make it sound a bit different so that it wasn't specifically for the finale but anyway never mind um cuz i'd i'd heard um i'd heard i'd seen somebody tweeting earlier today about like oh did you like what did you think when you'd heard that little tune and i had no idea what they were talking about cuz it could be any tune and then somebody said something online about mutants. I didn't. I didn't really sort of like. It didn't really sort of register with me. I just sort of read it as I was scrolling and whatnot. But yeah, if you go back to that, for those of you that missed the audio cue, for those of you that go back to that scene when um, Bruno, her friend, played by Matt Lentz, who was from The Walking Dead, is saying, "Oh, I ran some other tests and whatnot. Um, you're a mutant." And you get the little jingle thing of the X-Men theme tune. And I think that is specifically... Because I've watched a bit of the uh, 97 animated series. I've not seen all of it. I've seen like, I think two or three episodes or something. It's on Disney+. Plus. I can watch it. But uh, I just haven't. I think that was specifically... And I mean, I'm not like an ex- X-Men expert or, or whatever. I know the characters and I, I like them and whatnot. I think that was specifically the animated version. Uh, the um, It didn't do like the whole theme tune, but just sort of uh, parts of it. But um, 
yeah, it did the thing like that, um, which I have seen, obviously, the animated X-Men intro, because I've seen some of the episodes of the show, uh, which obviously is a, you know, nod to the X-Men and everything. We we know the X-Men are going to be in the MCU at some point, so I think that's really, really cool. Um, so it's there, because, again, I'm not an X-Men expert. I don't know if there's specific differences between the animated theme tune and other x-men theme tunes I, I don't actually really know so if it is specific to the animated version i don't know why that would be again we do have a multiverse and small spoilers for doctor strange um very very small ones at some point when they're doing a multiverse hop in doctor strange they do very, very briefly. There's like a there's like a three second scene where they jump through about five different types of worlds. But in one of those jumps, in one of those worlds that they quickly die through, I think it's an animated world. So, and we know that that X Men show is coming back as well, because um, they called it. I can't remember. What, I can't remember what the new name is supposed to be called, but I think the, a continuation of that show is supposed to be happening. So. That could become canon in the MCU. I don't know completely how that's going to work. If you're going to do some like Roger Rabbit style thing. Which I, I quite like that. When when we've seen that with like Detective Pikachu and the Sonic films and all that type of stuff. I, I like the cartoon animated hybrid with live action people. I quite like that actually. I liked it in... Uh, it's done a bit differently in like Chip and Dale rescue rangers whatever that new film is called which i did see that film by the way it's pretty good it's pretty good it's good fun um they do have that going on in there of course you've got different like types of animated characters in there and chip and dale themselves are differently animated but there's precedent for it and if the mcu is gonna do some like long long term stuff which the mcu itself is probably gonna keep going and going and going for a long long time there's still a lot of things the mcu can do and we've not even introduced the x-men or fantastic four yet we've had little nods to them of course here and there like in this episode in the sixth episode um but no that could be really really interesting if they decide to do that because we had a nod a nod to it in doctor strange we know the x-men show is coming back so there's potential for canon. I don't know about crossovers though. How that would work. Um, and we know that at some point we're going to get a, another like a reboot live action X-Men thing. So that's interesting as well. But yeah apparently she is a mutant. Um, what's interesting about that as well. There's a line that she gives. Which I think is culturally again very important. And there's is like this serious moment right. He drops the I think you're a mutant line and the x-men thing goes off and whatever and she goes just another label to me like she because we can't expect her to be like oh my god i'm an x-men let's go and find the x-men like you wouldn't expect her to say that because you wouldn't expect her to know i suppose what the x-men are she knows who captain marvel is obviously uh and all that type of stuff um i love the line from her dad by the way at the end i was like i don't know who captain marvel is like he, he, he sort of like Doing the dad thing of like, oh, I don't pay attention to the, you know, you know what what the kids are watching kind of thing. So, I thought that was great. Um, but no, that was uh, that was really really good. That was really good. Uh, and 
Because, yeah, in terms of labels, she's probably had a few labels thrown at her in her life. Some of them probably racist labels, racist names. Um, it shouldn't have to, it shouldn't happen to her, but it probably has, both to the character and the actress. Um But no, uh yeah, her kinda of, her kind of, that's almost her kind of like embracing it, right? Which is really which is quite nice, which is quite a nice little touch of like ah oh, it's just another kind of thing, you know. Um, which is interesting, because I wonder, like, later on if she finds more about that, and, you know, she's going to meet up with Captain Marvel at some point, and what that's all going to kind of mean, so, lots and lots of, there's, there's a lot of, sort of, like, under the hood developments going on there, of, like, okay, we know this is stuff for later, but this is, this stuff is still a pretty big deal for the overall MCU picture, I think, so, um, really important, really interesting. Um, kind of developments there, so I thought I'd just tackle that first. Um, we've also got uh, yeah, post-credit scene of course. Um, Captain Marvel herself showed up. I I did really really enjoy that. You know, not a lot of people, not you know, some people didn't like her film. Some people really loved it. Of course, you know, Captain Marvel to Miss Marvel and Kamala is a very very important person, a very important character. I am now. I'm not gonna like bother questioning it because it's not it doesn't feel as important i did wonder about though because i rewound that scene because i was a bit confused about the mechanic so her bracelet i think it's called a bangle bracelet it goes off it's almost as if like a signal was incoming right she gets flung backwards into her wardrobe and a, a person gets up and it's captain marvel so because I was thinking like, oh, she got knocked over because this bracelet like knocked her backwards, right? Like the power of it knocked her backwards. And then I was thinking, oh, Captain Marvel's here, they're about to talk. But then as soon as Captain Marvel got up, I was like, oh no, Kamala's clearly like gone somewhere. So I'm not sure why that happened or what happened there. Again, it'll probably be explained in the Marvels as to what exactly has gone on there. I'm guessing that Kamala got shifted somewhere and she's just swap she swapped places with Captain Marvel um I mean we don't know what Captain Marvel was up to at the time I think the last time we saw her Captain Marvel uh or, um was in Shang-Chi at the end I think because the part in Shang-Chi I think it's either the end of the film or the post credit scene where Bruce Banner is there, Shang-Chi is there, and Captain Marvel is there. And they found like a signal of some kind. At the time I predicted that it might be to do with... Is it the Eternals? Some, I, I think I guessed at the time it was something to do with Eternals. I can't, I can't remember if that was exactly what I said. Uh, but we don't know what that's actually from yet. Um... Unless it it could still be that. So, was it to do with Kamala? Was it something else? Because um, we don't know if like, because where because Captain Marvel was a uh, hologram at the time, wasn't she? She wasn't in the room with with Shang Chi uh, when it was being when all that was being discussed. So I don't know. I don't know where Captain Marvel would have been before. But again, they'll probably explain all that in the. Um, the Marvel's film, which is supposed to be next year, I think. So, 
yeah, I think in terms of the end, the rest of this year, we've got Black Panther, She-Hulk, and I think there's one more thing, isn't there? Have we got another TV show? Obviously, Thor's just come out. Um, She-Hulk is in August. I'm pretty sure Black Panther is like October, November-ish, maybe? So, we'll have to see. We'll have to see. Anyway, uh, speaking about the rest of some stuff, because that, that's, that's like the big picture MCU stuff with uh, Captain Marvel and everything. Um, I was going to do my usual thing here and kind of go through some of the characters, but I'm not fully feeling the need to do that. Um, I mean, all the story that was told was great. I thought the twists and turns throughout the series was great. Um, the family explanation stuff was really, really good. Um, I thought one of the scenes that kind of hit a bit harder was... Um, when she gets teleported to that train station scene. That whole thing was quite heartbreaking. Uh, so that was really, really good. Um, I enjoyed that she got into her Miss Marvel suit at the end. And it was her mother. Yes, her mother made it or got it for her um, by the end. I like the little touch with the scarf as well. I thought that was uh, really quite cool. Um... See, some of you probably may be thinking like, okay, 38, 38 minutes in here, I've not even mentioned her powers. Which I guess I'll do now that I'm on the subject. Now, I've my, my only prior experience of Miss Marvel is playing the Crystal Dynamics developed, Square Enix published, Marvel's Avengers game. Which I've still got the campaign to finish, and w w one day when I've not got other things to play, I will go back and I will finish it. And Miss Marvel... Kamal Khan is almost kind of the main character in the game. Uh, it's about kind of like disassembling the Avengers and then trying to reassemble them, uh, like the, the group. And of course, in that game, she's got her uh, normal stretchy powers where her bodily, physically stretches like um, Mr. Fantastic does, Reed Richards. It, it's supposed to work similar to that. So in this TV show, she's got the bangle. I'm pretty sure in the game she's got that as well. I can't quite remember. Again, again the, the Avengers game isn't something that's always on my mind, <laughs> necessarily. Uh, and that that is my only prior. Because she's kind of a newish character, from what I understand, even from the comic books. Uh, so she's fa fairly new anyway. And in this, it's more cosmic. Instead of her body physically stretching out, it is... Um, you see it as like a light type of thing. Like her body stretches out in the form. In the same type of form. But it looks like a, a light. Like her body is a big light. I don't think it really made much difference. Uh, obviously visually it's different. But as I've said a million times. I'm not a visuals person. So, some A change like that is not going to be something. That's going to be. Uh, going to bother me necessarily. Um, you still wrote the character incredibly well. Um, she was casted incredibly well. Acted really, really well. Directed really, really well. That's the stuff that's important to me. Um, and whether she's a character that's like, you know... How entertaining is she to watch? And all this kind of stuff. Like, as a character. So her general character traits and things were great. So I had no... I had no real complaints about like... Oh, she's cosmic and I'm mad and all, all, all this kind of stuff... 
I, I don't understand, like, because I get that that's an MCU change. I'm not quite understand. Aside from the um, visual aspect, I'm not understanding what the the actual big deal difference is. Uh, obviously, the whole mutant thing plays a big part, but again, these are the M- these are MCU adaption things. Um, and as I mentioned, I'm not going to spoil it here, but as I mentioned with a certain something in regards to Thor, the, the new Love and Thunder film, I can't say specifically what for here. Um, we have to remember that when you've got something which is comic book developed and you're going to have different people who didn't write those books uh, who are showrunners and directors and all this kind of stuff and writers, they are going to tell their st- their, their their iteration differently. And if you are annoyed by that or whatever, you've still got your Miss Marvel comic books there and you can go back to those. But it's literally the whole deal here is different interpretations. I mean, Miss Marvel in the comic books is going to get rebooted at some point, and somebody else is going to write the character. She might look differently at that point. Um, you know, so it, it is what it is. It's just it's just in terms of different adaptions and and things like that. Um, it's the same as I, I can talk about this part with Thor. It's like the same discussion. It's the exact same discussion with. Uh, Zeus, who was in the trailer, we we know that he's in the Thor film. Anyway, like yes, Zeus looks different in Zack Snyder's Justice League for DC than he does in Thor: Love and Thunder for Marvel's MCU because they're completely different universes which have different iterations. So and like th- this here isn't that different of like a drastic change. It's just simply instead of her body physically stretching, it's doing a cosmic type of stretch. So. It it doesn't really change the fundamentals of the character. Like even when I look at the version I do know from the game, her and it, it, in the game she's a little bit older. She's more sort of like young adult as opposed to teenager. I I think in the game she's supposed to be like eighteen, nineteen, and here she's supposed to be what fourteen, fifteen, sixteen, so slightly younger. Uh, but in the game she does like look a bit older uh, as well. But um, so she's got a bit more of that, like, adult maturity part of her, but because she's older. Um, but even, like, the same character mannerisms and the look and the, the powers, like, everything's pretty much the same. Uh, the, the, the only major difference it really makes, and I think this is a better change, and again, I'm coming off from uh, my interpretation from the Avengers game, the only difference and thing that I... Um, that you don't get in the game is these cosmic like shields and um what do you call it like when she's using the stepping stones and like you can't do that in the game whether that's just a game mechanic thing she she never does that to my knowledge at any part in the game uh, like i said i've not finished it but um that is more just like okay that that just makes the tv version better because you gave her more powers <laughs> so <laughs> you know but there you go Anyway, um, anything else I want to talk about? Uh, no, again, her family characters were brilliant. The other characters were brilliant. And I I had a great time watching this series. I think it was both serious when it needed to be. I thought it was really fun when it needed to be. Um, culturally brilliant and very important. And again, t- t- does its nice little tie into the MCU, just setting up its next, uh, next chess piece. You know, m- moving those ch- chess pieces along, moving those puzzle pieces into place. Uh, does a very good job with that. So, 
Anyway, there we go. That's that's everything I think I've got to talk about. Uh, if you uh, would like to write in, let me know your thoughts, feelings, questions, comments on the series. What do you think of the differences? What do you think of the cultural importance and everything here um, with Miss Marvel? Uh, did you like it? Did you not? Did you enjoy it less than me? Did you like it more than me? You could have, I suppose, but I still really love the series. Um, and what do you think of uh, the mutant stuff and the X-Men theme tune? And the canon possibilities and Captain Marvel showing up right at the end. Uh, let me know your thoughts, feelings, questions, comments, whatever you've got. Uh, Matthew at EntertainmentTalk.org, Twitter eTalkUK. There's a contact page and information in your show notes. Uh, you can also look at the, uh, or not look at, you can use the uh, email box on the website version of the episode and a clickable email name in your show notes as well. So lots of different options to get involved. Um, in the meantime, you can find everything else that we're doing on entertainmenttalk.org for TV, games, films, May Night Podcast. Take a look for all of those. Uh, so for those podcasts, if you want to support the podcast and entertainment talk in other ways, apart from just listening to the episodes, you can also tell other people simply by just telling them, say, hey, there's this thing called entertainment talk and there's this guy who talks about all this stuff and then they can come over here and hear it for themselves. It's as simple as that, really. Uh, or, you, or, or you can also um, use social media uh, tell people on those platforms about the same stuff uh, Patreon $1, $3 level tiers for the ad-free podcast review options have a look at that as well if you'd like to for the $5, $10 level tiers uh, for those different options there uh, for your TV and your film news like I said David's still on holiday Geek Town Radio the actual podcast is on a hiatus until he comes back but he's still posting TV and film news over on geektown.co.uk so check out all those things Uh, Bex is still streaming uh, pretty much daily over on Twitch TristaBYTES for retro games conversation, chat fun stuff, Tomb Raider all those sorts of things, lots of variety over there so check out Bex TristaBYTES over on Twitch you can also find her on Instagram and Twitter as well um, you can also find me on Twitch as well at eTalkUK for my different gaming streams, FIFA career mode episodes, all those good things. And if you've missed any of those streams, career mode episodes, or the game clips as well, all of it is archived on our YouTube channel, which is Entertainment Talk Plays. Thanks for listening, and I'll catch you next time. Goodbye. <laughs>